Hey everyone, welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran and uh, yeah, we are up on all the streams today. We're on uh, my personal Facebook page. We're on the new media show page. We're on Twitter, two locations. We're on Facebook, uh, YouTube Live and also Twitch. So we'll see if it lasts. And where everyone's going to watch, yeah, and then where everyone's going to watch us, who who knows? But right. uh, we're going to try to shovel everyone over to the new media show page on Facebook. We hope that's where you'll be. And uh, those of you listening could give two crafts because you're listening to this later. Right. And uh, the most of you, right? yeah, the ma- majority <laughs> of you. So I'll be trying to watch across two different locations, but, uh, hey, Rick, hello. Everyone, if you're on, please check in, say hello in the live stream, and I'll switch back and forth. And of course, we are at newmediashow.com forward slash live as well. Now I've got all that through welcome you, Rob. Good morning. How are you? Doing terrific, Todd. Great to be back in the show. We were off a couple of weeks, so yep. I feel a little rust back. And you know, I'm, and I'm on the, I'm on the rebound so much so that I've got a Red Bull here that I, I'm going to drink and I can actually talk and I don't have, can talk five minutes without hacking a lung up. Right. And, uh, it was nice to have a little break. Um, be honest with you because just everything was, has been nuts since June and, uh, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot. And I'm still not happy with my camera angles here, but yeah, I'll get over it, I guess. But, uh, any, I think it's it's fine. I mean, I mean, well, what would you do different camera angles? Some of my stuff, I can't, I've got some cool stuff. You can't quite see, you know, the the lava lamps got a a new light bulb in it that came in yesterday. So actually, that's a, that's a pretty good angle. It actually, I'm a little bit less walked out. Yeah, you are. So can't see the new media show sign, but it is what it is. Right. But you got the new show, Moscat, back there with a cigar hanging out of its mouth, the monkey. So, uh, anyway, I'm just picking up all kinds of stupid stuff from time to time. But, hey, welcome, 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 everyone. And uh, podcasting is alive and well. Oh, yeah. I think that's, that's a fair assessment of what's happening in the medium right now. And I guess what, what we should talk about, I guess, some of the things that are that are moving and shaking over the last couple of weeks that we've been we've been missing and kind of give our perspective on it. Sure. I don't know where you want to start off, but I know that the hot was bounced around uh, the last couple of days. I want to start out there and then kind of work our way back in time. But um, was this discussion about is, is YouTube <laughs> a, uh, a podcast and, or is a, an audio program on YouTube, a podcast? I think it's kind of a silly discussion actually, but, but anyway, I don't know if you want to start out. Well, um, you know, I think I did an interview yesterday with a radio, a big radio podcast that covers the podcasting industry. Well, it covers mm-hmm. radio itself. And uh, that question was asked of me. And I, I had to laugh a little bit. And I know there was a mm-hmm. podcast business journal question and answer. I think you yep. even weighed in. But here's my two cents. I don't, yep. I don't care where people watch or listen to a show. Right. But if you're going to be a podcast, 
you still got to be in all those other locations. You got to have this distribution. You know, you have to, you have to be able to be able to, to go there, you know? And, uh, I don't know. It just feels like such a esoteric issue. Um, it, it just feels silly because, um, these things are clearly different things. Um, but it's okay that one is part of another. Um, but the, it, it feels like that this, the, the struggle conversation more centered around a listener's perspective or podcast. And I, and I think clearly that's what it should, should get different between how a listener looks at listening to a podcast on YouTube as opposed to a podcast. Um, podcaster needs to focus on podcast, which is RSS based distribution. YouTube is just another place for somebody to listen. Mm -hmm. So actually both things can be true. We don't have to fight over whether or not the discussion is about, uh, whether somebody it's okay for somebody to call a podcast when they listen to it on YouTube. It, it seems like a silly discussion. Um, because it, if it's created originally as a podcast, sure, it's a podcast there. It's just not being consumed in a more traditional podcast model. And that's, that's what I tried in the podcast business journal. You know, my little comment is to draw distinction, right? There, there's a technical and there's a listener thing and both of them are totally accurate and it's okay. Well, we, <laughs> we lost part of our stream, Rob. Oh, we did. Yeah, and I'm trying didn't to last long. Did no, it? I'm trying to recover, and uh, the Facebook streams are the ones that are having challenges coming back up. Right. Uh, okay. It sucks. Oh, so we lost Facebook. Yeah. Okay. It's it's okay. I'm gonna reset the transcoder. We'll see what happens. Okay. But um, yeah, I think that uh, what we see and the space is really uh you know I, again how people consume is really up to them and i think there's gonna be a certain segment of shows they're gonna do better on youtube than others but is it critical do we you know do we know. do we care how people are consuming and and is it a reasonable comment to think you know uh, are we gonna see youtube supporting rss I don't, I don't know. I um, never. I don't think so. I mean, because if they did, they could, they could do that. Right. I mean, it's not a technical limitation. Mm -hmm. They could support RSS feeds and then each of the audio files that they bring into their platform, they just convert to a, to a, a video version. Yep. Um, just like what is happening right now. And they could have all the podcasts and it, it would be just another, you know, podcast listening platform. So, you know, which it already is just a matter of what the scope of content is available on the, on, on the YouTube platform. And I think that that might be worthy of a conversation with YouTube to see if they're open to that. But the thing is though, are people, you know, people are used to how much long form content do people watch on, on, on YouTube? YouTube, you know, and, and. You know, there's a couple of channels I subscribe to that are 45 minutes, but they're interactive. There's stuff going on. You know, right. there's, it's interesting to watch. Right. I, I'm, I'm not convinced that, <clears throat> you know, if a person's doing like we're doing, maybe, you know, if they're, if they're live streaming, I, I could see a, a value there, you know? So by the way, we're back up on all the streams. 
So I could see value in, I, I don't know. I just, a, a normal audio only show with a video placard to me is that's not compelling for YouTube, but you know, again, if people are discovering shows on YouTube, great. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, why are, why are we to about somebody? I mean, people are listening to music on YouTube. Yeah. So it's the same kind of a listening orientation. Now, granted there's videos, but mm-hmm. there's also video podcasts too. So, you know, yeah. you know, I don't see a big difference. I think it's back to what, what YouTube wants to do, but for us to have this discussion about is, is something that I listen to on YouTube podcast. Like, yeah. Um, it's clearly, it, you know, it, you know, actually it's kind of funny when people are raising this topic. You know, I, re- I remember like a couple of years ago, we were talking about how the, there was discussion industry of how we were going to give up RSF. Everything was going to go, you know, API syndication going <laughs> forward. And that was a cool, hot thing to do. Right. Right. Um, and th- that's exactly what, uh, YouTube does. They take in this audio content, uh, via an API, but, uh, I don't see it as a huge trend in the industry. No, I, I, I don't either. And I think that, uh, we've done, and I'm on this campaign this next year to make sure people are continuing to remember to, you know, protect, uh, protect mm-hmm. RSF. Mm-hmm. Man, we're having major trouble with the stream. We keep losing a channel. Hmm. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's still, it says it's still online. All right, we'll keep an eye on it. Could uh, be just, just with issues, right? Well, like, who knows what it is, you know? It's, I know. It's one of those things where you, you've got so many things in the mix that it, nine out of ten times it works. Right. Yeah, but just... Fuck it, just drop. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing about the internet. I mean, it, it, it <clears throat> people to think um, to blame like one part of the infrastructure, but there's like hundred parts to the infrastructure. Yeah. of making this stuff happen. And that's one of the advantages of the infrastructure of the internet is that it's so distributed that, uh, and one of the reasons why the internet even was created was to was to be something to maintain communications in the face of a nuclear war right well but it's, i think it's, a lot of people don't don't realize that that's what really was the reason that the internet was created it, it definitely doesn't like what i'm doing today that's for sure and in the change right. was is we i've added a output stream to go to the new media show stream uh, and okay. uh it's just we're getting our butt kicked here so mm-hmm. we'll see if it re- we'll see if it recovers but, but our our audio listeners are suffering are suffering because of the stupidity of right. the yeah right so <laughs> we should probably keep charging ahead yeah. I suppose um so you know one thing that um there was something I oh with sheep podcast let's talk a little bit about sheep podcast sure so you did not make it what happened oh I just I had like uh, I could I couldn't make it down there so. Uh, you know, there was a solid team from Lipson there and they had it all covered. Yeah. Well, that's good. And I talked to Mackenzie about it and we had Mackenzie and Lena down from Blueberry mm-hmm. and 
she said that it did not feel like a um it didn't feel like a first year event that was the big takeaway she had mm-hmm. well, she said it felt like a a well established event maybe that was because chris was sure. you know helping them get that get that going you know well i think that definitely helped but i think we have to give a lot of a lot of credit to jessica and and oh, of course and and i i think well they've been around the medium for so long and been going to so many podcast events that i think they had a clear vision of what they what they wanted they made it happen yeah so i think that uh from everything i've heard that it was you know there was uh heavily women attended as you would expect right. and uh they did everyone feels like it was a booming success so right. that's good news i guess it is good news i think it, it was a big you know big success i mean most events first year events don't start off with seven people right and i mean podcast movement didn't even start off with that many people that's so yeah i agree yeah yeah so it, i think it was a big success yeah definitely and i think we'll see more of it <laughs> Um, so what's next? What's coming? I think both of us, I'm going to San Antonio next weekend for Texas PodCon, our podcast conference. Mm-hmm. So I'll yeah. be there. And, right. um, then in a couple of weeks after that, we'll be in Las Vegas, not Las Vegas, Los Angeles. I actually made my airline right. tickets this morning. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did my, my reservation over last to Digital Hollywood. Right. We're going to be doing this show live on stage at the Digital Hollywood event uh, on the 14th of November. Yeah. At 3 p.m. Pacific. Yep. And it's going to be, from what I understand, it's going to be live streamed uh, video online. So you'll you'll be able to tune in and we'll have some terrific guests up on the stage. Not quite ready to announce, but uh, there'll be some great guests. Hopefully we'll have three other people on stage with us. So it'll be a total of five of us. Okay. Yeah. And it should be an exciting event. Well, I think that, um, you know, based on, uh, you know, I I think this is, I'm not planning on going to any additional events after the November event. So hopefully um, from that standpoint, um, I'm going to be done through the end of the year, but I think you've got a couple more you're going to, right? Yeah, I'm going to a college college radio conference down in uh, Long Beach just after the Digital Hollywood. So there's going to be like two or three hundred um, college radio students that are going to be there, and there there's a whole bunch of panels and things like that that are going on about podcasts because I've been doing a lot of kind of college college related events and really seeing a lot of a lot of enthusiasm from the younger generation coming out of college um they're pretty excited about um podcasting and what the opportunities might be for them around jobs and and careers and things like that so it's it's been an interesting discussion looking at the perspective of uh college seniors that are coming out and looking at the podcasting medium as maybe where their future is really going to be versus uh radio Hmm. That's all good news, I think. All right. 
I'm still fighting. Still yeah, fighting the system here, Rob. I'm I really am. So I'm change the bandwidth here on this uh, on this stream and see if I can uh, allow us to stay online a little bit longer. Right. But, so I saw that the some research survey came out from the International Podcast Association. Um, they put out some survey results. I thought maybe we could talk about that all right uh, as well todd when let's, you're let's go ahead kind of kind of more settled there but uh and i'm sure many folks probably saw this and um because it, it was posted on pod news um but what do podcasters what podcast help there was like a a bar chart on all these things and um the number one thing that podcasters want from an association is a resource directory um, at thirty, almost thirty-two percent, and and then twenty-seven uh, percent wanted standards and best practices. Which I thought was interesting. It actually makes a lot of sense. You start thinking about it a little bit more. Uh, and a podcaster direct next one at twenty percent, and legal, uh, you know, some sort of legal assistance or or outward bound, you know, kind of kind of um I guess conversations with the industry and things so around around eleven percent and a meetup direct ten percent. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know if you saw that Todd. It's a and I think the the takeaway I had on that was the first couple of items because everything else kind of got squished down in minutiae. Right. But um I don't know. I just uh, it's it's an interesting result. What you know what's your takeaway? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it, it's pretty fundamental to what what an association can can provide to, to an industry. I, I in some ways, I'm not really surprised because it basically checks all of the box that I I I would have expected from a you know from an association and what an industry needs. Um, and then the other part of it too is what podcasts need help with. Um, the number one one is marketing and promotion, which Todd, we've been saying that for right. a long time. Yeah. Right. How can this industry come together to promote itself? Uh, and and I think that's that's a big component. Uh, I'm not sure about the time management thing. Twenty um, percent. I'm not sure how an association help with time management. Um, but maybe if is there some sort of educational things that can be brought into play here, which maybe um, you know is another area of this that um, it maybe is part of the standards and best practices side of things um is and, and then also help with editing and audio, audio quality monetization um audience growth and other which kind of folds into the marketing and promotion so i would say that the marketing and promotion audience growth is well over half what podcast want help with and it screams to me it's about audience development growing your show all those how can it, the association help um make that happen for this I don't know. You know, I, it's something that I've been pondering a lot with too, is, you know, the question we keep, you know, that I keep asking my team and I keep asking podcasters, you know, what can we do for you? What, what do you need? What do you want us to do? What, how can we help you? And then when it comes to this conversation about building audience and marketing and all that, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's a tough, it is tough. It's tough, you know, and 
you know, so there's, there's 10 different ways to go about it. And it, you know, sometimes it's budget driven, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you look at a show and they're trying to grow audience and they're trying to reach people. And, uh, you know, often tell people, you know, I, I go through my kind of my list of stuff that have you done? Have you talked to the local media? Have you, you know, including newspapers, yeah. radio, right. uh, television, have you talked to them? Have you gone to events for your content? you know, associate with your content you know, I, I, I go through this list and nine out of 10 times, the answers are no to maybe six, seven, eight, nine of those items. So everyone says, Oh yeah, we're using social media. We're using Twitter. We're using, you know, these basic online stuff. But a lot of times podcasters are not doing these additional steps, which they may, you know, it's still, it's an incremental it's an incremental help, but I can't call a radio station or a television station for, you know, John Q podcaster and say, Hey, they're getting ready to hit their hundredth episode. Why don't you call them and interview them? That has to be on the podcasters part to do some of that. And I, I think that, um, you know, and I go back and I look at what we can do internally as a company to help podcasters. and boy, it's, it's, it's a, it's a hard nut to crack. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you look at the, the history of it, it, it has a history of kind of growing a little slowly. I mean, I mean, three to 5% a year is about the, the spectrum in audience growth. Um, so it, it's been a slow climb because of, the, of just the very nature of the medium. Um, you would think that it would grow faster given that, um, so many big media companies are making podcasts, promoting them, and you know, on mainstream media. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that there's still still a massive education of um, helping people un- understand uh, what the value is. You know, I, I've I've never seen numbers around how many people um, try and find a podcast or try and find some way to connect to a, to a podcast and ultimately give up something like that to get some idea of what the, what the issues are. Right. I've seen some studies of the Edison research folks around what people think of podcasts, and, and there's always been a pretty high number around, well, why do I care? Thing, right. Know? It's like, how do we give people a, a reason to care and, and then also have a pathway to, to, be confident that they can find maybe what they're looking for, um, whatever I, that might be. I, I still think though that, you know, everyone, you hear this discovery discussion pop up and, you know, it goes back to podcasts are just different, you know, and how they're discovered and how people are, you know, so it's again incumbent upon the podcaster to make sure that he's telling his audience to, Tell their friends, family members, people that, you know, build that seven degrees of separation by, you know, replicating the formula, going out there and telling people, you know, like how Adam Curry does it. You go out there and punch people in the mouth. That's kind of their, their saying, their slang. You know, not really going out there and punching people no, in the no, mouth, right. but they're basically telling their audience, go out there and propagate what we're doing and tell people about the show. And they hit that again and again and again and again and 
Do you tell your audience that enough? Then they do it. Um, but again, you just, it's gotta be one of those things you have to, so it's, it's never ending too. Right. Right. And I, I guess that, that takes things back to the very root medium, right? It's the word of mouth sharing medium. And it's always been that way. And maybe that is the, maybe there's some derivative of that, that, that an association or all of us need to just come together and, and make a real concerted effort to, to inspire that type of sharing. But what, um, but what is a, but what is a association I don't know what they do, do really for marketing. Right. You know, that's, right. that's, right. they're going to have the same problem because believe me, you know, I, I, I'm thinking about this every day and you know, I know what you guys do and I know what I've started to do is, you know, I'm having a lot more podcaster calls. I'm, you know, I get a podcaster on the phone and we spend 15 minutes talking about their show right. and what they're doing and what they should be doing and some ideas right. and, it's this sharing of, of ideas um, is 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 also really important. It's been a real backbone of this industry too, and that's why a lot of if I go back and I think about all of the podcasts I went to, and I think about the early days of the internet and the web, and it, it was all about sharing ideas and and trading and helping people, helping each other. And that's that's where we that's our root this medium, and in some ways it, it feels like at times that we we kind of have moved away from more than we probably should have. Um, and thinking more like traditional media, I'm not sure that, that that's the right approach, this medium. I, I don't think it's the right approach at all. Right. And then getting your audience literally share the show um, is, is, you know, share links to the show, share clips to the show. And I think it's incumbent on listening platforms as well as maybe the, the host to, to enable that audience sharing with others um, better than we to kind of inspire that word of, word of mouth type sharing with. I would think that the network effect of that could be pretty powerful. Um, I mean, I know it's happening today and that's what's driving the medium, but is there some way that we can amp it up? Yeah, what was number two on that list? On the survey results, two, time management. Oh, uh, I'm not sure how it really helped that. Um, well, maybe I, around educational activities, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, well, I, I uh, think you know, I think about time management. You know, what what is the time suck in podcasting? Right. It it's editing, and we've got. You know, a large, I think the large majority of people now edit and that is such a time suck on time right. if they haven't outsourced that to someone. So they want help on time management. And the third most asked for thing too is what people, what podcasters want help with is editing and audio quality. <laughs> That's exactly what you just said, you know. So, you know, that's interesting to me because that's largely personal responsibility in podcasting. Yeah. So if they need, they want classes on editing and 
time management and processes and things like that. And these are all, I mean, a lot of these things are, are, are things that you and I's platform do all the time. Right. Try and help podcast. One of the big things that we do, you and I, when we go out to events is to help, help people understand this medium better. But, you know, and, and it's also the point where, you know, and just going back to our personal platform, back to, you know, talking about what Blueberry's always been about trying to save podcasters time. You know, that was one of the reasons why we, you know, you a little investment up front and then you're on your own blog and you do your content, you write your blog posts, you upload your media and you hit publish. We, our, our whole publishing pipeline is about saving you five to 10 minutes and, you know, no, no stab against Libsyn, but I, I, I don't need to send someone to Blueberry to, to publish their show. And, but again, that was, so I think all of us, you know, internally, even you guys at Libsyn, you got to look at ways to help podcasters save right. time when they log in and need to publish their show. Yeah. And I think that this is where we get into the issue of, of ease of creation and ease of right. publishing right. that, that runs headlong into what we've seen with these free platforms. Right. Um, of, of making it so easy that there's, you know, anybody can do it. And which means that anybody does it. And there's just a flood of content that comes into the medium that, um, nobody listens to. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, I'm, I'm wanting as many podcasts we can get into the medium. And if, if those platforms, you know, enable that to happen, yeah. um, that it's hard for me to really say that that's, that's a bad thing. It's just, it just seems like, um, there's this tension that, that exists between ease of publishing and, um, content quality, um, that, that comes into play. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's kind of a deep rooted psychological, um, is in humans. I think I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really think it's hot. making things too easy sometimes, um, doesn't always produce the, well, the results that you would hope. Well, you know, I, I, I actually got in came in this morning to the studio here. I was in early and I did a responded to a few tickets that had come in to me overnight. And one of them was from a, an anchor user and he was explaining his workflow mm-hmm. and asking how he could change something. And I was just like, you, you, you don't fundamentally understand. So I had to spend time and go through and say, here's another way to look at this, you know, and be, be quite frank. What it was is he was publishing on anchor, which when then was publishing through to his WordPress site, which was causing uh, issues and the way the metadata was. And I'm like, why are you even doing that? Why don't, if you're going to host with anchor, which, you know, again, I'm, you know, we can talk all day long about the model, but if you're going to host your media anchor, okay, put your media over anchor, then do this on your website and make this your point of presence and link to that media file. And that just blew this guy's mind. He's like, I can do that. I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah. You don't, That's you don't, so fun, you, fundamental. you don't need to publish in anchor and have them push to your WordPress site and have the metadata all jacked up with their tags and stuff. That's promoting them. I said, you can, do this in your own post and link to the, cause he was using PowerPress and I'm just yeah, like, right. I'm just like, and oh, by the way, <laughs> we can migrate you 
And oh, by the way, we can make this easier for you to publish. Of course, I had to throw that in there to him, but it was, you know, he may take that or not, but he fundamentally just, he was scope locked on a, on a work process that was totally screwing him up. Right. And, um, he, he had half of it, right. You know, trying to do his own thing on his own website, blah, blah, blah. And I just, to me, I was just like, wow, he really doesn't understand that you've you already got control of your metadata here. Just don't allow someone else to publish into it. It's right. things like that. It's about these processes that, and everyone has a different process, publishing process. I think we just got to get podcasters under the mindset of here's the fundamentals of what you should do wherever you're hosted at for your show and your show notes and these basic podcast one-on-one things. Just a fundamentally in the door when you hit published, at least to get yourself at the 75% level being right. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of ways. Yeah. To podcast too, and yeah. That's, that's one of the, the great things about podcasting. It's also one of the downsides of podcasting. as, as we've seen uh, less technical people get involved in the medium, you know, the, the complexity has been a challenge that many have struggled with. And, mm-hmm. and that, that's one of the things that we deal with all the time, you know, bringing simplicity to, to this market uh, like we've seen with companies like anchor and things like that um has been i guess good but just like what you were saying todd it, it, it what you're doing is you're stripping out all of the fundamental process typical podcast past had had to go through to understand though it was frustrating mm-hmm. um they were new concepts they were challenging concepts to understand but once they understood um these processes they were a much better podcast they understood infrastructure and how this all fits together. Well, let's and, but let's right, be right. frank though they they don't they they those days that days that uh-huh. I'm those sounding like I'm sounding like a broken record here. That ship has sailed. Right. The yeah. podcasters are never these new podcasters are never ever going to come back and learn these processes that everyone else did in the past. That that's gone. And that's one of the focuses of my, and I've told my team, make it simple, make it simple, make it simple, make it simple, fix this, make it simple, make it simple. It's really, that's. But Todd, how do we keep the, the sophistication that is needed to do this properly uh, for different levels of podcasts at the same time that we make things so simple that we stripped out all of the the learning to go in to be able to do it right. The key is. To get them in, get them started, get them going, and then, and then bring them along. Yes, which is exactly I think what we're seeing with exactly bringing in, bringing in new people that, and really kind of in some ways they'll pull out, have right, trip, right, right. Um, they'll come in, they'll start something out that they'll figure out it's not really for them, and they'll stop producing episodes or whatever. But the ones that continue right. wind up migrating off over to Blueberry or Lipton or whatever and become serious podcast a percentage of them graduate out a percentage of them stay right there so right, right. it depends on what they're doing and what their expectations right. are right. and and um what what they want to achieve you know yeah I, you know i have this conversation a lot i look at the lips and pro tools or whatever uh, those are pretty advanced tools they're 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 for folks that are pretty serious same with your platform i mean you've got a pro Pro tool also, 
um, that that have to cost a little bit more money and but is powerful, right? Yeah. But you also have to understand how to. That's that's where we 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 lose. They're just not there yet. Well, I, I think too is that we have to recognize that, and you and I are old dudes. All right, we have we have to. So what I'm doing is I'm listening to my interns. I'm listening to the 30 and under crowd that's working with my team. And I'm really, I'm listening. I have to really, really listen because sometimes they say stuff and I'm like, God, they don't get it. But no, I'm the one that doesn't get it because times have changed. People now, if you think about how we're the world is the internet world, you have a Twitter account. You have a twitter.com forward slash whatever your name is. You have an Instagram account. You have a Facebook page. You have a LinkedIn page. All these have a landing page, just some page somewhere. And what you have is is a generation, and it is what it is. It's not 2005. It's not 2004. It's a generation of folks that they just want a point of presence, some place, some page, somewhere. They don't initially care that they're on a dot-com. They don't care that they are on a platform that's locked in or it's a locked vertical or they can't move. They don't care about this stuff initially. And then it, what happens is, is those shows that last two to three months in, they go, oh shit. I, I, I need to fix this. I'm, I'm spinning my wheels and maybe I should do a couple things different. And those are the folks that are, as I would like to call it, graduating. But initially they don't take the time to read. They don't care. They don't, it's, it's just the way it is. Right. You know, when my tech support team has to teach someone how to right click a mouse. Yeah. No, I'm not kidding. Right. How to right click. Okay, so we can't even get into discussions about the valuability of good descriptions in your show notes and how to write a good episode tag and how to, all that stuff, all that stuff doesn't matter to them in the beginning. And a lot of them just just want it it now. Right, and they they want it now. Yeah. Yeah. Done. So they can move on to the next. They want it. They need to work. So Stephanie so, says Anchor is accessible for a lot of people globally that other platforms are not. I heard a lot of folks during International Podcast Day talk about the issue of getting on other platforms because they don't live in the U.S. They're not my fave. Don't get me wrong, but they're getting voices out there. I have to respect that. What they're doing is they're they're getting. It, it's still a wasteland. The right. failure rate of and I don't want to pick on Anchor, but. Right. They make it so easy, which again, we'll give, I have to, we have to give them a thumbs up, right? For yeah. making it easy, right? We have to right. acknowledge, um, they make it but so easy. It too easy. It's but well, it's they easy. make it so easy that you get people that just want to experiment and try and play and, and they do one or two episodes and then they never come back. Right. So from that standpoint, there's enough volume there that has allowed them to build base of a few shows that are becoming viable so it's just it's just different it's just a different 
you know, and it is what it is, but lesson be learned by all of us. But I think it doesn't necessarily solve the fundamental questions podcasters are asking of the International Podcast Association that's getting started. It doesn't solve the marketing piece. It doesn't sell how to save time, time management. It doesn't help with audio editing. It doesn't help with any of those things. But we've been talking about there's something else that's fundamentally missing here. And maybe we need to go back to serious podcast 101. Yeah, well, doing that is always a good getting back to the basics and 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 playing in the basics but it needs to evolve too i mean making things simple and then but there are so many that there are more and more people in the podcast space that are wanting very serious you know tools right that that it require more advanced knowledge and and it's it's something that we're always going to have to, to struggle with. I, I think. I mean, I think that's the new reality. I think you're exactly right. When we, we say that ship has sailed, I think we we have two instructions that we have to play to more than ever. Right. Where, where before, I think we just had one. Right. One end of the spectrum. Yeah. Right. So that that's just the the, the reality of it. So anyway, I, I I think it's a really interesting result. Um, think what podcasters want i think seems uh, out of the association seems like a reasonable expectation for what the purpose of the association might serve but rob that answers the questions of what current podcasters want we don't know the answer no one has done a survey of prospective podcasters of what they want and what they need Oftentimes they don't know, but it would be, you know, you've got a lot of people that show up to podcasting events and they haven't started yet. Mm -hmm. They've been to one, two, three events and they're still on the fence or they're just showing up and they're exploring. And the real question I think we all need to ask these new podcasters is, is how can we help you get started? What, what are the things that makes it easier for you to start podcasting today? Right. And that keeps the ball rolling for all of us, keeps us all in business, keeps the new bodies coming into the businesses. Mm-hmm. And it's self-serving, yeah. obviously, but are, do we know what podcasters really, 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 new podcasters really, really want? Or do right. is maybe that is an answer that we can't answer because maybe we don't, they don't even know. Yeah. Well, it's hard to know to do a survey of people that are, perspective perspective yeah right i mean how do you find those people yeah i I think is a challenge yeah so but you know hopefully edison will take that on (laughs) (laughs) you know there and maybe it's just you know maybe everyone's just going to create podcasts on youtube so right there you go yeah i don't think uh youtube was ever going to issue rss for the content no no so (laughs) <laughs> is that going to be a podcast? I think I would fall over. Hey, I have to ask right. a question here, and I'm I'm a little bit confused. You you are the prior employee of Spreaker. Ah, okay. I have a feeling I know where this is coming. So the headline is 
Okay, Spreaker was the third company to get IAB certified, right? Technically, well, this is where the the, the, the whole issue around the, the branding that that has, I mean, I wouldn't say it's on, but it, it kind of a branding issue with the company. Um, and I don't really understand either uh, because it was back in, back in that a, time. A frame. long time ago. Right. It was like over... <laughs> So, um, so the headline was Spreaker's now using IB certified numbers and podcast listeners love their advertising. I'm just like, I, I thought they got certified six months ago. And technically, so they, technically Vox, VoxNest. So only those are on VoxNest were using IB certified data. And now they've rolled it out to Spreaker. See, I think that's, that's where I was confused. <laughs> and I don't know that our technical clear with me about this distinction at the time yeah um of, of, around because it was my understanding um Fox was free so Be- because yeah. not only did they say that they're switching they're saying numbers are going to drop <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and i'm like uh, okay um yeah. help right. me out here so it was like it, it's a weird I was, everybody knew that i was doing the speaker live episode back so i don't know if i would have announced that (laughs) i i think i would just would have switched everyone and kept my mouth shut because that that to me was like right wow well you know you think about whole putting with iab certification numbers just more broadly and it's it's really challenge i think a lot of companies really to, <laughs> to properly manage this process right yeah um you know i'm just scratching my head about it too it's like um it feels like what can happen will happen when it comes to the topic companies will do the weirdest things around this topic it just i, I don't understand it sometimes so i i just i i had to laugh a little bit and i'm like wow I don't think I would have put that press release out myself. Uh, right. I would have just snuck it in there and then hopefully no one tweeted about their numbers changing too much. Yeah. So <laughs> what, what the fallout was is that they, I got affected by, by the team over there and they, they said they were going to take down my final episode of the speaker live show about it. Um, so oh. it's, it, it, it's not out there anymore. So that, mm. that final episode, so, because it was my, it was clearly my understanding back then that Spreaker was basically. Right. So. Well, um, I've had this, the uh, most, I, I, I'm, I, I'm under NDA, so I can't say, but I'll just say this. I've had the most, Friday about four o'clock, I had the most interesting email hit my inbox from a podcast entity in probably six months talking about, hey, can we talk about IB certification and I was like really you guys want to talk about IB certification sure we'll we'll be happy to consult with you and talk about it I can't say who it was but I'm flabbergasted I'll just leave it at that I can I I I have a feeling I oh did you get the same email no I'm just (laughs) I'm just saying that I'm not Price. So. so yeah so i was you know i 
and you know, and it was, I, they're trying to understand, right? You know, and I'm, I'm, we're cool with, um, you know, having a discussion with them, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, uh, and right. there's a lot of other stuff going on in the space too around numbers. Oh, uh, it's messy. Oh, oh. messy isn't even <gasps> doesn't even have to describe it. Yeah, it yeah. Right. It it it's 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 uh. I'm just glad I'm not on the receiving end of any paperwork. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I think this whole freaker and the IEP certification is just like, it's so classic information. And I don't know if any other companies are in process. I'm sure there are. Yeah. We haven't heard any, you know, no, I haven't heard any little buzz. Anybody else know anyone else? Any any of you guys out there know of anyone going through? If you would drop us a dime, we'll keep your we'll keep your source confidential, right? And hmm. uh, and and I also know that based on some emails I've gotten, that some companies that are out there, some podcast hosting companies have learned started to learn the free model is not doesn't completely work. <laughs> we all know that. because we're right. starting to get their customers calling us and saying I'm. I have a deadline. I have to move by this date uh, because they removed a free offering for whatever class of show they were. And they're in a panic mode because they've had to pay $12 a month or something to that effect. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's fun to, you just, you just want to drop, you know, a tweet out there. Hey, such and such folks, we're here for you, but you don't want to be too much of a total social media jerk, you know? Uh, uh, You've been doing that kind of stuff for years, but no, no, no. I only when no. someone publicly announces no, that. No, no, I, no, no. I'm just saying that this is this is a reoccurring. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> like every every couple of years or every year or something like that. That the there, there's always some platform out, there, like you know, thousand followers or the or the viability right. of. Uh, so right. what's this article that James Cridlin's going to put out? Have you heard he is uh, going to put a hit piece together on redirects? I have not heard too much about this. Yeah, so he's soliciting input on folks that have had a hard time moving their show, and basically he oh, must. Oh, 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 three hundred one. Three hundred one redirect of RSS feed. Not okay. I thought you were talking about podcast. No, okay. no. Um, yeah, I think it's a good. It, I, I think it's great. So every I. <laughs> So I don't know who, who's being naughty or who's giving people a hard time or, but he's uh, obviously very irritated. It could tell by his post is like, oh, he's had problems moving from somewhere or gotten information. Someone has had problems moving from somewhere, you know, and I think what it really. I think of one, one place where it, it's a, it, it's a new popular platform that struggles to do that. Cause I've been helping a couple of people. Helping move them move. It's not easy. Yeah. You know, we, we, we try to help the, you know, from a redirect standpoint, mm-hmm. PowerPress users can do that on their own, on their own website. It's pretty simple that you can use a redirect plugin or whatever. And um, then like the Blueberry folks that are on our publisher, um, we just want to make sure that before the 301 redirect is, because, you know, that is, that's a pretty, when you do that, if you haven't done the other things that you should have done prior to initiating the 301, it could cause um, 
loss of audience. So our mm-hmm. kind of our perspective is, is people send in the requests, we talk to them, make sure they've done step A, B, C, D, E, and then, you know, pull the trigger for them. Um, we've been hesitant to putting that as a, something they can just enter and hit enter because mm-hmm. again, the technical level of creators these days, it can cause chaos if they haven't done stuff in the right step. So, right. um, especially if they haven't migrated, if they're not ready to come up online, you know, because that's Apple reacts very quickly. <laughs> Right. And if you're receiving an RSS feed is not ready to go, it could be brutal. And um, so, yeah. but we don't yeah. give people a hard time. We just want to make sure they're, they've done the steps to move, ready to move. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah did, yeah. did you see the, the Edison research study with the infinite dial in Germany? Did you see that? Came I out didn't read, I didn't read it. Um, yeah, it was like 17% of Germans have listened to a podcast last month, um, compared to 33% in the U S 22% in Australia and 36% Canada. Well, if you think so about Germany though, Germany was early on, had a whole bunch of shows right? in the oh, very, yeah. in the very early days. So I'm surprised that number's that low, but maybe it's just a, a sheer volume of German shows. Isn't that great? Well, it's the same with Australia. I'm a little bit surprised that Australia is only 2% because Australia has been a, a very popular podcast for as long as I can remember. Um, but Canada is the one that's blowing my mind now. If you think about 36, then it's actually right. higher than the U.S. Yeah. I'm not surprised. The per capita consumption of podcasts yeah. in Canada is, you know, is off the chart, especially in Western those are where, where the numbers skew, and that's in the, the, the British Columbia area of Canada, which is out, out, by, out around Vancouver. Uh, out there has the highest percentage of consumption of podcasts, probably anywhere in the world. So I was sitting, um, recently sitting in an airline waiting for a connecting flight, and, uh, you know, I'm minding my own business, but two guys across from me are talking about podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm just kind of being a fly in the wall, right? You know, reading my Kindle, but not reading. I'm listening to them talk about mm-hmm. podcasting. Mm-hmm. And these two guys were sharing, they were friends and they were sharing the shows that they were listening to. He says, Oh, you got to listen to this because of this. And mm-hmm. the one guy says, I'm listening to this because I'm getting ready to give a class. So I'm getting supplemental information for, um, for, you know, a, a course I'm about ready to give. And they were sharing this information and, uh, and, uh, and I just, you know, you never know if that, because it was really weird how they started talking about podcasting. Maybe they recognize me, <laughs> you know, oh. and you're, and you're wondering if they're just saying, maybe that's the guy and not, maybe I'm invoke a conversation with him, but I just kept my mouth shut. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting though, now to be traveling and to be going places that, and hearing people talk about podcasts mainstream, right. never used to hear that. And I'm hearing that more and more and more as I go different locations. Yeah, I do too. And I actually, people say, what do you do? And I say, well, I work in the podcasting space. That's what I tell them. Oh, I listen to this show and that show and this show. And what shows do you listen to? And um, so, you know, you, 
I get that reaction at least when people are asking me about, you know, what I'm listening to. So I think a lot more people are, are listening now than what we realize. And this, oh, yeah. this, this adaption, like you just said, for Canada having 36%, yeah. it's, it's got to be increasing globally because it, it just, we never heard, I never heard these types of conversations in public before. Yeah. And it's, it's not always about the same type of podcast. No. A lot of people think that the whole true crime thing is such a, a blow up thing for the industry. And, and I think it is uh, to, to a segment of the industry, but I don't, I hear a lot of people talking about all sorts of different. Right. Things. So it, it's the diversity of the, of the medium that is so powerful because it, it taps into people's interests at all levels um, in all interest areas. And that's, I, I think that's where radio is really challenged by this medium is just the diversity of content um, is going to make this medium, you know, take over more and more people's time in their life. You know, it's just in as, as doing this interview yesterday, I, I was telling the, the uh, host, I'm, you know, he says, what's your advice to radio? And I'm just like, you know, it's time to, to double down and get digital, you know, to be able to, you know, my, my, my retrospect on it was, is that, you know, you've already cut your budgets in the radio stations to the bone. There's often maybe only morning drive that's actually manned and not on auto. If you're lucky, you know, or there's one drive program traffic for, you know, 10 stations, it's the same person. Mm -hmm. You flip across the dial. I said, you've lost these segments on science, on tech, on, you know, uh, music, on homes, on, you know, whatever, you know, you don't have those people covering those beats. So I, you know, I'm like, why not go out there and find 10 shows that you love and add them to your segments, add, add a two, you know, ask that podcaster to create a two minute segment for you on the radio and cross promote back and forth. And, mm -hmm. you know, to me, it just makes so much sense. If I was a radio, if I was in charge of a radio station, if I was the manager and I had a tight budget, I would go out and find 20 shows and take two minutes here, two minutes there, three minutes there and do this cross promotion. And, and, to me, I think that's where radio could be extremely good for podcasting and podcasting could be extremely good for radio. And it allows this bridge of time to happen mm -hmm. as the, you know, the next 15 or 20 years of radio's decline in the next 15 to 20 years of podcasting's continued increase. You right. know, at some point, those two streams are going to cross. Right. right. You know, they're not anywhere near that now. You know, let's, you know, let's be frank. I think we're probably good, probably five years out. Uh, I think we're longer. Radio's got long legs. And I don't, Do you think it's going to take us longer than five years to make those lines cross? I think so. I, I, just because they're going to hang on as long as they can. And that's, yeah. that's all plant, you know, plant licenses. All that stuff is very, very valuable. And we'll see, you know. But I think it depends on how involved. Oh, that's true, too. too. Yeah, because you've you've. I think there's some things that have been holding it back, and keeping keeping radio in uh, in a good position, um, because the technology hasn't evolved to to make it 
uh, easier to have an alternative. And I just think that eventually it's going to happen. Um, and technology to run a little faster than we think sometimes. Yeah. Well, if we just look so, at where we've come. And by the way, Rob, happy 15th podcasting anniversary. Right. We we both have crossed that line. Yes. Yes, we did. Mine, mine was uh, September 15th, 16th. Yeah, like mine that was, was when I started podcasting. October yep. 4th, I believe, was my date. Yep. And so, yep. a happy 15th. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so We're I think. teenagers at podcasting. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, if you, if you think about where we've come in 15 years. Yeah. You know, I, I, I look back here on the shelf. Is it back there? Where is it? You know, the I River. Here's the, you know, here's the one that, you know, started. That was, that was my, that was my podcast consumption device. Yeah. I had a couple of those too. I had a few creative. And I can't believe I, I had forethought to take the battery out of it so it didn't get crusty inside, but a whopping 256 megs of memory in this bad boy. Yeah, back in those days, people crunched their MP3 files pretty small, though. So you yeah. hold a good old quite a bit of stuff. So, you it know. It's like a 32K type of playback. And if we think about coming from this to where we are now, where are we right. going to be in another 15 years? I think it's been another five years. So, um, but, but you know, the, it goes back to that core conversation about gatekeepers, right? Preventing yeah. the gatekeepers from, you know, this allowed us to bypass the gatekeepers and people need to continue to remember how important that was and how monumental, but yeah, I don't think people, you know, we talk about it on this show, but, People don't realize how instrumentally, well, not instrumentally, let's, let's use the right word, how revolutionary. Right. How <clears throat> breaking from tradition. Right. It's, you know, and we, you know, and we, this device and the iPod and allowed us to do this to the man, you know, right. it really, you know, and for those of you that weren't watching, listening, I held up my, both my middle fingers. You know, that's, it really let us do that. And right. people take it for granted now. Oh, I can post on Facebook and post on YouTube. And more and more we're coming into a time, Todd, and I agree with you that, <clears throat> um, you know, the, the man is getting involved in this and, and hopefully, you know, I don't want to be seen as the man, but no. sometimes I do feel like, you know, I'm, I'm part of big podcast, but, but I do think that. Well, there's a different we have to keep in mind right of what the what the roots of this medium really are and why this this and keeping that culture um as much as we can anyway well the I mean, difference it's definitely changing though the difference is is we are both podcasters and we understand the value of not allowing the man the guy wearing the suit come in and put barriers up you know, and that, that was a question I was asked again. Do you think that I'm, you know, I'm not today concerned about the RSS feed going away, but right. I am aware there are entities that wish it would. <laughs> right. Oh, totally. And a big reason why, why I, I wear 
I don't want to be seen as it's a, it's a culture thing, right? I mean, I mean, if you really think about it, wearing a t-shirt symbolizes that I'm I'm part of I'm part of everyone, not something apart. Everyone, you're skinny. I, you can wear a t-shirt. I'm too fat. I look <laughs> bad in t-shirts, so I prefer to look bad in yeah, polo shirts. I mean, it, yeah, but it also applies to the shirt that you're wearing too, Todd. I mean, it's casual. It's, right, it's, right, right. Um, of 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 the people, um, not um, trying to make make myself bigger than what I should be. I, right. I, I hate and, to say it though, when I go to the East Coast, I have to break out different clothing wear. Right. I mean, I think <laughs> that there's a there's a time and place for that, but I right. think that it's, it's just a matter of creating this fresh who we are and what this medium is all about, and it's and it's about casual conversation not it's not a serious i mean i'm kind of walking a fine line but it, i mean it is becoming a serious business but i just don't feel like you know that the culture of this medium is is all that and and i think that it's easy for us and we're on the path of being thought of big television right I mean, right this medium is becoming seen as something that it's um uh, a serious medium now right and i don't think that the medium has ever really wanted that um in its culture now on a not so serious note we got a sticker and i and i've got one for you rob when i see you i'm gonna bring it to you Prod, what is it, it Prod? says stop podcastinating podcastinating yeah oh, stop so podcasting another word yeah that wasn't me this came from one of our listeners and I sent him a care package back. Oh. So cool. someone listened and actually sent us a sticker. It's only been one. I opened the mailbox up and lo and behold, it was, uh, he sent us, I think, three. So uh, stop podcastinating. And uh, that's a little bit of a tongue twister. Yeah, it is. So I sent him a care package back with a new media show sticker, GNC, some other stuff, some buttons. So uh, didn't have no Libsyn swag to send, but I sent him some blueberry stickers too. So uh, anyway, so I'll bring you your sticker to Los Angeles. But um, in the show notes, if you guys want a care, a, a care package from us, you can, uh, the address to the show is in, is in the show notes. And I, I do have to show this off though a little. <laughs> it's a sound it's soundboard from the folks from audimute.com. Right, right. It's a little it's in you know, it's an ad it's a little bit of an ad place visual <laughs> ad that came came rocking through there if you're listening to this. Um so, so Todd Todd's being funny, he he's He's taking um, banner advertising in the real world. That's now. right. That's right. So they, I had these made so that when I do uh, demo videos and instructional videos, I'll have something to hang in the in the demo right. studio. So I got right. Right. I got uh, four big square, one, two big square ones, and two rectangle ones. So, um, <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> yeah, and for those of you again that have uh, been listening to the show and listening to the sweet audio sound here. Audimute.com is the, is the designer of this studio and drop me an email if you want to get connected with them. So by the way, Rob, I, I want to ask you, are you hearing any weird noise on your end from me? 
Mm, any weird noise? Like yeah, any like sounds like like or? any? Do you hear anything that like a wave sound? Because I've had a couple people have been on with me that said that the audio outbound is not good. Good to me. Sounds good. Okay. Well, all right. Yeah. Double double checking here because. But first, I'm not wearing like really high quality headphones. Yeah, so. you're, you're using those, you know, oh, uh, those cheap earbuds that come with your iPhone. iPhone, right? Exactly. The other quality <laughs> is on that, and it's one. You know, the actually raises a really interesting point, but um, they're saying it is really, but the the difference of listening to your podcast or when you're producing your podcast with real quality headphones versus you know these earbuds you know and the big reason why i use these is because it's good for video right mm -hmm. so you don't want to have these big huge earphones but but being able to listen your recording in a high quality sound type of situation give you an idea of whether or not you have that little wispy sound and i do hear a little wispy sound well there's there is something amiss with the oxen going to the, yeah, there's, there's, there's an issue somewhere, but it's not on the recording. A, yeah. It's a little bit of a audio. Hiss. Yeah. So it could, I, be, it could be from a preamp. Yeah. So there's something amiss from it. The master recording is good, but it's right. something to do on the oxen piece. So I got a couple uh, of cables to check. Possible you're be up a little too high. Yeah. Maybe that's pushing out towards you, but. It it doesn't right. make it doesn't make the master mix. That's good. Yeah, that's the key, right? Yes. So I use Sure, a little higher end Sure in ear, and I think these were just under two hundred dollars. Oh wow, that's actually pretty expensive for an earphone. But you know they are they you you know they you can see them, but they're not so expensive that they are like the artist type that are molded so you know, those go go back yeah down. it's got a strap back here shirt. Yep. Right, right, yep. right. so i used to wear a headset you know and when i'm on travel i do because i'm not doing doing audio or video but i try any any type of big headphones anymore myself but that's just me and when I edit, I edit on just speakers. I don't edit with headphones. So, mm -hmm. and I guess oh. the podcasters are listening out there could care crap less about us and how we edit or don't edit the show. Well, you never know. They might. But I've never they been able to get over not hearing feedback though. When I take the earphone, the you know the earbuds out, and then try to record a show with it it's just it's just not right mm -hmm. you know in, in a yeah. big big way so thought anything else happened in the um well um lots of discussion about the new functions in apple podcasts that are not being made available to everyone about being able to put your guest uh, and having guest releases and all these things that they've implemented for a, a small segment of shows. Right. Uh, the marketing stuff that they gave the demo of at Podcast Movement. Right. Yeah. And I was hoping that Apple would initiate, um, issue some new namespaces and allow some of that stuff to be embedded in the RSS feed. Right. Um, you know, and I guess as, as podcasters are talking, 
to Apple and you're making their their voices known if you want these functions to be able to and what they're really doing is they're allowing if let's say that I'm interviewing Rob, Rob mm-hmm. could I could have Rob sign a a release and then Rob could be included as a like almost a IMDb listing in the Apple podcast as it would show you as the actual guest and your I think it shows some bio information and some other stuff as well, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it it yeah. basically does that linking. And I know there's several services out there that are trying to are already doing some of this information and collecting some of this information. Mm-hmm. But if we could just embed that data already in the in the RSS feed, then there wouldn't be this need to have to go over to Podcast Connect on Apple. Um of course, go over to podcastconnect.com and you go to my site, but um, you go run Podcast Connects and Apple and upload this stuff individually on a per episode basis. It'd just mm-hmm. be easier to have it in the metadata. So as you guys, if Apple, if you're listening, we'd love to have you put that, allow us to have that data in the, in the metadata. Yeah. So I noticed that uh, the OzPod folks published the, the audio all of the sessions that they had at Ozpod down in Australia. Have you listened to any of those? I have not yet. I actually just covered them just now. I think so that can... would be, you know, and I hate to listen to those post event because usually my hair goes on fire. Um, <laughs> but maybe they give us something to talk about during the show. So maybe listen to a few sessions. Well, Owen, um, podcast, he gave a, keynote conversation up on stage um which he talked about some interesting things about how the how he felt that the podcast market was going to more uh level out from the standpoint of the the current skew um towards apple Mm. uh, that the the market share over over time would start to to equalize across multiple platforms not be so skewed just towards Apple. Um, so I thought that was, that was an interesting discussion that he had in there. I, I don't know what you think, Todd, do you think that Apple's eventually five years from now that we will see, um, Apple have be 30%, Spotify, 30%, Google, 30%, that kind of a distribution. Do you see that as possible? Not until Google puts a podcast app as a, deliverable in the OEM delivery of Android. Right. Not until. And if they do that, uh, I think if they did it today, five years, they could, they, well, I, and again, we're not talking about a loss of listeners. We're talking about an increase. Right. Right. I mean, so, that, I mean, that 30% for Apple could be more listeners than right now. So. Right. 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 So that to me would be exciting. Um, if they would actually do that, I, I'm, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. It's an interesting thing to, to think about. And one of the, one of the comments that I made back to Owen's comment on, on Twitter on this was that, I mean, we're clearly seeing more of these platforms starting to really peak, right? Um, you see Google, Spotify, they all have movement this year and they're all vying for market share. I mean, right. Spotify wants to grow, you know, more market share in this space and, and I'm sure Google does as well, and Apple does as well, and and I think in the end, the creators, the listeners are going to win based on these big companies 
going at it. Right. Anyway. Well, if you've had audio issues on the stream today, I apologize. And uh, someone's on YouTube said. Oh, and if you want to go listen to the Ozpod. Yeah. Uh, audio segments, they're at abc.net.au. So if you wanted to go go there and just click over to the the events area on the website and then go to Ozpod, have a, a link at the top of the page going to listen to the episode or listen to the session. Is what they, they've got uh, that the ABC group has quite the dominant hold on podcasting in Australia. Yeah, I've heard a little bit of a rumor that maybe ABC won't be um, behind it next year, so that there may need to be somebody else step step up keep that that event going. But the, the, there are many other <clears throat> well, so talking to is as well called audio craft is another event that happens in june so so there's there's definitely a lot of activity going on i'm not sure that a lot of u.s based podcast people in the community actually go down there and just so it's good to it, see that happen in the future it's, it's a long haul it is a long yeah you know, and it was a long haul from, from Hawaii, let alone Detroit. Right. You know, right. so. Well, it's, it's the other down under. It's uh, the other right. world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's a thir- probably 30 hours, you know, with the airplane changes and everything else. So it's, uh, that's yeah. one of those. And if you're sitting in coach, that is an absolute butt kicker. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't sit, I don't sit in coach. The emergency exit row, or I don't go. Well, that's I do the same thing, but still, the emergency row and coach is a butt kicker for thirty oh, hours. Yeah. For thirty, well, yeah, you know, you go for thirteen, thirteen, fourteen hours on some of these long hauls in coach. You know, right. you you feel like you went ten rounds in the in a you know in a those those rings of steel where you, you people are getting piled on and smashed. You know. <laughs> I've done that a few times flying to flying to Europe. I know what you're saying. That's where my million, one million frequent flyer miles I have on tap will come in handy. I'll be definitely using them for upgrades. You've got a million, Todd? I have, a, I have a million frequent flyer miles. No. I seriously swear to God I do. It's actually it's nine, 987 or something like that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I've got between Delta and Alaska Airlines, I think I'm at about a half. Yeah, I got I got eighty thousand on American and maybe fifty on Delta. Uh, so there's a few free tickets there, but you you know you save yeah. them for a rainy day. Right, rainy days. Those are always a good day to fly fly south. Yeah, when I go when I go home to Hawaii <laughs> for Thanksgiving, I will be uh, uh, cashing in some frequent flyer miles. Right, right. Yeah. People don't want to hear about our frequent flyer miles. You know, in all honesty, it's, it's sad. It's not a badge of honor at all. It's, it is, that is, think about the time that I've been in an airplane getting radiated, you know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You don't, you don't often. Yeah. No, you know. 
losing years of my life by all this time in airplanes. It's exactly the truth. And hotels needing hotel food. Yes, it's a glamorous life. You know, my waistline is looking, I'm looking at my waistline thing. Holy crap. I need to get back in the gym. Just, just stop eating. Todd. That's all you got. No, just kidding. Mm, yeah, that works. So, so anyway, yeah. I, I think so that are we doing a show next week. Well, I am going to be, I think I'm flying on Sunday. So. If we do one, uh, I'll be at, uh, we might be able to be, but you'll have to host. And I don't know, I'll have to look at the, the schedule for, you're going to be out of, yeah, well, I'm going to be in San Antonio. So let me look as what day do I actually fly back? I, I think I fly back, uh, you know, but I'm coming west to east, so that's never conducive to uh, a good schedule. But I'll be in—I'll be going back to Columbus. So let me look here: um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, maybe I could do one late Sunday because I get back into Columbus at two p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So maybe, maybe we can do one late, 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 late on uh, on, on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. The twenty eighth, yeah, twenty seventh. Oh, yeah, that's right. Seventh. Yeah. Um, do it from the studio. Yeah, I'll do it from the studio in Columbus. Yeah, because oh, I'll oh, oh, from Columbus. Yeah, I'll do it from the ah. studio in Columbus. Ah. No, okay. so I'm, I'm going to be in Columbus the next two weeks. So, yeah, uh, living out of hotel rooms again. So. Going to be doing that here next month. At some at some point, I think we're going to get an apartment in Columbus, and I'll have an apartment to crash in. So, it, yeah, it's becoming more cost effective, and more the more I stay in Columbus, the the more it looks like just get an apartment and be done right. with it. It's hard to split your life between two places. So, I mean, I've I've done that. Well, I'm doing like Monday through Thursday, so it's not that right. difficult, but still, it's right. you know, it's four yeah. days every other week. You're basically having to duplicate your, your life in two places. Right, right. I'll well, live so, out of a suitcase right. is what it is. Well, yeah. And when I get back, I get to move into my loft. So I'm moving out of what my mom, what we call the New York apartment. Mm-hmm. And I move into a 3,000 square foot loft. And uh, wow. so I was actually, yeah. So I was actually online this morning on Wayfair uh, shopping for furniture because I, I need bedroom furniture i need a place to put my clothes versus the floor wow okay. interesting yeah, yeah. Uh, i keep care if i do have my internet hooked up over there did i tell you the whopping speeds that i'm getting in this new law uh-huh. i'm getting 12 down and three up Woo! well i'm rocking uh-huh. rocking the internet there yeah right there yeah, yeah. At, and at yeah. at the low cost of a hundred bucks a month to do it. So, Todd, you're you're living in the future. You know, it's it's pretty sad if you really think about it that in rural America today, that connectivity is as absolute C R A P as it is. Right. It's it's truly criminal, to be quite frankly with you. Yeah, it's all yeah. about economics. Yeah, 
and uh, running that fiber cable like two and a half miles. Like I got the cost on that, and we need lots of donations to make that happen. <laughs> or, so. or a lot more neighbors. Right. Well, neighbors <laughs> that care about high-speed internet instead of, right. you know, being on dial-up or whatever they are. So anyway, I think we'll bounce out of here. Um, yep. So I guess we'll just plan on a late Sunday show okay. next week. Hopefully I won't be too zonkered. But, so uh, late, late means what? Late in the afternoon? Late in the afternoon, my time. Okay. So early afternoon for you. We'll, we'll coordinate times. But, yeah. but uh, everyone, thanks for, uh, for tuning in today. Sorry for all of our technical difficulties on the live stream. After I killed the, the one stream, everything held. So I, I think I figured out where in lies the issue. So where was the, the, the weak point? The weak point was adding, because for some reason I can't, I'm having to use a different tech to push to uh, the new media show live page on Facebook. For some reason it won't let me go live like on my personal page. So wow. who knows? It's something to do with that. And, but I found a workaround. So, uh, okay. We'll be able to continue to promote. And if you haven't been over to the new media show on Facebook, please go over there and, and say hello and like the page. And at the same time, if you've got a sticker for your show, email the sticker or stickers to me at the address that's in the show notes. We'll get you a care package back. I do appreciate the getting a self-addressed envelope to do the return. That really made it easy. So five minutes, I had the envelope back in the, in the mailbox. So, uh, yeah, awesome. And you'll go on our sticker board and uh, we'll try to fill that out. Fill that up over the next uh, year or so here. So, right, right. We're going to keep doing the show for another year, Todd? Uh, unless you or I stroke out, I think so. <laughs> so, how many years will that be? I, I, we'll have to go back. We've been doing this a while. It's like the mid 2000s i think yeah I, I i had our dates at one time i guess i have to go back and look again go back in the archives back in the time machine and see like like 2008 or nine or uh, something like some, that. yeah we got to be coming up close on 10 years at some point right so because we've done or, or past it already I yeah think. we restarted we 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 started renumbering the show and we renamed it the new media show so right right so we're at 263 episodes with this show. Then we did the Saturday morning tech for a hundred and some before yeah. that. So. Right. So we're probably pushing 400 episodes. Yeah. Right. But and that, and actually a question did come up on the interview I did. Yes. People, people are surprised that you and I do a show together. So, cause it was basically how the question was, was, you know, in the radio industry, there's a lot of this, a lot of right. fighting. You know, there's, right. and right. they are absolute enemies while enemies they work, together, right. right? And we're we're all kind of still, you know, friends while we healthily compete with each other. We're still friends in person, sure. so. But that's because we all started um, being friends first. That's right. We started doing doing competitive things, so yeah. Right. So anyway, if you get one of these cool stickers, new media show stickers, you all you have to do is. Send us a sticker in your email and in the sticker in the address in the show notes, and we'll get you one. I'm Todd at Blueberry.com or at Geek News on Twitter. 
uh rob greenley um at uh on on twitter um at this at rob greenley and i have a website robgreenley.com and you can send me an email rob e at lipson.com if you want to reach out all right, everybody, thanks for being here. We'll see you next time on the new media show. Everyone take care. Let's see if I can push the right button. See you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Oh.